Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Joining us now... It's weird to say it, but former head coach of the Weber State basketball team, Randy Ray, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing? What's up, Scotty? Hans, how you been? Very good. We're good. We're good. Hey, hey good. Coach, before we jump into this thing, i got to tell you, Scotty yesterday, you know, he, he watches all the different news come across the table in live time, and he saw the, the release come, and his jaw hit the floor and he looked at me and I've never seen Scotty cry because I don't think he's cried in eight years I've known him <laughs> but he got emotional for just a second I'm like oh geez and he I, I didn't know what what well, information he came across okay it's more about it's more about just like the uh my own mortality and because it's like it seemed like the other day you and I are hanging out Logan filling in for Al and Stu doing coaches shows uh and, and all of a sudden and uh, and now here it is. He wrapped up one of the greatest basketball coaching careers in Big Sky Conference history, and uh, and shutting it down. I mean, what was the process like to come to that conclusion? Uh, you know, it was it, it was a little bit strange to be honest with you. You know, we finished the season. Uh, I dove into recruiting, and uh, we were able to nab. You know, we got four or five really good players, and then my wife and I went on a vacation last week to uh, to Hilton Head. And uh, and we're sitting there. We're having a couple glasses of wine, which I'm really good at. I'm a lot better at that than I am coaching. Um, but <laughs> uh, we're sitting there, and she says, "Well, you got June workouts starting soon, and how you feeling?" And and it kind of hit me like uh, I was I was missing that excitement, that that kind of that passion that I've always had. It wasn't where I hoped it would be. And I started thinking about it. And I says, "God, I just don't feel the same." as I did in past years. And, uh, she says, well, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. Well, so the next day, you know, we go out and do whatever and we get back at night and of course have another glass of wine. And she says, well, what are you thinking? And I says, God, I just, I think it's time to be done. You know, they say, wow. you know, I've talked, I've talked to a lot of coaches that have gone through that and they say, you're going to know when you know, and uh, I've always said to myself, if I can't do it with 100% passion, 100% energy, and if I can't be all in, then it's not fair to me to keep going. And uh, and it kind of hit me. And I said, you know what? We we had uh, we 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 had a cheers, and we said, hey, it's time to go, and let's go. And uh, that's kind of how it happened. It was kind of weird, honestly. And came back and met with the uh, administration and we got back from there and they were fantastic like they've always been but uh and we, we we decided it was time and and i'll be honest with you i've had 
I, I, I'm really at peace with it. I feel really good about it. So does my wife, Laura, who's a rock star. And uh, we feel great. Coach, that gives me a bit of anxiety because, you know, a, a decision like that, as massive it is, as it is, and the passion you've always had for basketball, I look at it and think, oh, man, is, is Coach Ray going to – is that point of the season or when you're supposed to be reporting, is that going to hit? And then you have this flush of, oh, my gosh, yeah. did I make the right decision? Are you, are you worried about those moments when they come around? You know, I thought about that, Hans, and uh, and I, I really don't think that's going to happen. You know, I just – I've been doing this uh, – I was 37 years in college basketball and, you know, obviously 16 years up here. And, and I've thought to myself a lot over the past few days, am I going to miss practices and games? Probably not. The thing that I'm going to miss the most is the relationships that I've had with my players and just, you know, hanging out in my office or hanging out on the floor after practice and just messing around and and the relationships I have with my assistant coaches. I think I'm going to miss that a little bit, uh, actually quite a bit. But the other stuff, I'm to the point now where I don't, I don't think I'm – I think I'm going to be okay. I really do. And my wife and I are really – excited about the next phase and we're going to go have some fun you know she still likes me right now and if i'd have <laughs> and, and not not a, not a lot but a little bit um if i do this a couple more years i'm not sure she's going to like me so i think this is the time for for both of us to go out and have some fun while we still like each other and how we do i mean we're going to go have a blast so it's a good question hands but i i think i'm gonna be okay i really do so if I'm reading it, if I read the story right, your wife is uh, shutting it down too. And a lot of people don't know your wife was a high-level college official and and uh, was also helping a lot of officials as well. Is she she shutting it down? You know what she is, and and I I said this today and to some other people, but this isn't just about me. This is about her. She she's also worked at Weaver State for 16 years and ded- dedicated to that place. She is a uh, supervisor of student teachers and she also taught a basketball class up there you know she's an ex-coach and and uh and then she's she's you know she had a great year in basketball or officiating basketball last year and she's ready to give it all up and she said let's go and uh, do this but uh you know this is as much about her retiring as me retiring and and i said this too she's a lot better at her job than i am at mine and it's not even close to be honest with you um she's a rock star and so, yeah, but she's good. She says, let's do it and let's move forward and go have some fun. So, Coach, we go all the way back to 1985 when you took a coaching job at Stratton. And I want to know, at that point in your life, did you look at it and say, all right, this is my life. This is what I want to do. This is all I want to do because that's really what you've done and, and you've been amazing at it. Did you know at that point – that being a coach and, and someday a legendary coach was in the cards for you? Not at all, Hans. I just, uh, you know, I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player when I got out of college. I played college baseball. And uh, when I figured out I couldn't hit the slider very well, I knew that was probably gone. Um, and so I started as a high school coach, and I thought I'd be a high school coach forever. I had no envisions of college basketball and you know, I'm just a little farm boy from Iowa. I thought, hey, this is a pretty good gig being a high school guy. And and then all of a sudden I got a break from a friend of mine that got a job in a small Division three school and asked me to be an assistant. I thought, eh, I'm single. Why not? Let's go do it. And, 
and it kind of grew from there, but I didn't, I didn't have, I, I, I had no idea that I would, you know, have the opportunity to be here at Weber State and, and, uh, and coach here. But, uh, at the time I was just kind of taking it job by job. And, and once I got into college basketball, I was popping around every year trying to get a new, new job and, and very thankful for anything that came along. I, I mean, I went in debt forever. I mean, I lost so much money because I never made money for about, you know, 10 years. Uh, when my wife married me, in fact, she she checked in my credit cards and she says, uh, I don't think we should get married. This isn't going to work. <laughs> you, 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 you're not very good with money, are you? And I said, well, I've never made money. So, but, uh, but no, it, it grew. And I tell you what, it, what changed for me was Stu Morrill when he, uh, when he hired me at Colorado State and gave me a low-level position, but he's kind of he gave me the break, and then he moved me up to full time, and and I was just fortunate enough to be with Stu for 13 years, and you know I'm not where I'm at today without him, but uh, but to answer your question, I had no idea. I just kind of kept taking it job by job and just trying to make a living, and hopefully it worked out, and and thank God it, you know everything worked out. But I've had a lot of people that have helped me along the way. So when you're sitting over that uh, bottle of wine with your wife in South Carolina and you think you're shutting <laughs> down, how how quickly did you call up Stu and say, hey, th- this is how I'm leaning? Uh, what do you think? Well, i got to be honest with you, Scotty. I talked to him, uh, you know, when I was out in South Carolina at Hilton Head just on vacation. But I called him and I said, Coach, I'm thinking about this. He says, what do you think? And he says, hey, you know, Stu always told me, you're going to know when you know. And if, if you lose that little bit of edge or passion or excitement, he says it's probably telling you quite a bit. And he says, "Hey, just just do what your heart tells you to do." And and uh, and and we did. And I've always followed his advice because he's given me great advice. And he he wasn't wrong, and I know I'm not wrong either. After making the decision, I feel I feel like I said I feel at peace. I'm I'm happy. I'm excited about you know Laura and I's future and what we're going to do. And and I get to spend more time with my boys, you know, my two boys, which, let's be honest, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've probably neglected my family to a point where, you know, you start to feel really bad about that and guilty about that. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm still healthy. I'm still young enough. I want to go enjoy, you know, my wife, Laura, and I want to enjoy my boys. And, uh, and I'm ready for that, and I'm excited about that. You know, when you're talking about not feeling that spark, that edge that you need to have as a coach, did any of that have to do with this emergence of a transfer portal and name, image, and likeness and everything that's currently changing in the college sports landscape? You know, I've been asked that a couple times here the last couple of days, and, and I'm not going to lie to you, uh, you know, Hans, I'm a I'm an old school guy, That's that's who I am, and and I'll be honest with you, you know, whether this stuff, this new stuff with the NIL and transfer portal is good or bad, I don't know. Uh, it just doesn't fit me. Um, kind of what I've always wanted to do to build a program and how I want to do it. And so I would say, yeah, it had, it had a little bit of something to do with it. Um, it's just not the same. And, uh, you know, but that's, that's not to say that it's good or bad. It's just to say it doesn't fit me as much and so that that came into account as well and i had to look at that and where's it going from here and all this kind of stuff and you know i'm used to doing things certain ways and you know one thing that i've always told myself that if i ever have to sacrifice my values integrity 
you know, for coaching Division One basketball, I'm never going to do that, and I don't want to do that. And sometimes the the new stuff that comes around kind of questions that. Do you have to do things a different way? And I don't want to have to do it. And and so, yeah, I would say it had a little, you know, a little bit of my thinking and my decision, but but ultimately it was just, you know, it was just time overall. Randy Ray, uh, former head coach at Weber State, joining us here on 97.5 Tool Evaded Zone. Still say sounds weird to say that, Coach, but, uh, I mean, you had a bunch of 20-win seasons. You had a 30-win season there at Weber State. You had a ton of success, trips to the NCAA tournament, obviously Damian Lillard. Uh, I know there were some opportunities uh, and some inquiries along the way to maybe go somewhere else, um, but you were committed to that community, committed to that school. Uh, how, how tempted were you sometimes to maybe – go somewhere else, and what was it about Weber State that said, this is where I want to remain for the remainder of my career? Yeah, we uh, yeah, we, we did, Ed. You know, there's three or four times when we could have left and taken jobs for a lot more money and maybe higher levels and all that stuff, but I, there's something special about Weber State, Scotty. It's it's the culture. It's the family. It's just the... It, it just fit me. I'm, a, I'm just a blue-collar guy, farm boy, and... and uh, and and the whole culture of Weber State kind of fit that. It's a blue collar community in Ogden. I love this community. I love the people here. I love the administration at the uh, at the university. And and every time I had a you know an offer or attempt to go someplace, and and I thought about a few of them. I really did. And Damian actually talked me out of one of them. That's you know that guy. But anyway. Um, <laughs> It just it just kept coming back to am I happy? Am I happy? And 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 I've always been so happy here, and because of you know how the people have treated me here, and the administration has treated me, and and money can't you know take the place of happiness. And uh, and that being said, just being happy, and every time something came up, Laura and I would sit down and talk about it. And she says, "You you love it here. You know, you get to coach the kids you want to coach." If you go to the higher levels and stuff, sometimes you got to kind of sacrifice who you are and maybe get a little bit dirty. And I'm not, that's not me. And so it just kept drawing me back here. And thank God that Weaver State was, you know, kind enough to allow me to stay here uh, and keep going. So I, I'm really grateful for them to, to allow me to be here. And so I've never thought twice about it when I passed on those things. And, and so happy and fortunate that I've been able to be here this long. Well, I know Weber State's got something special going on because Coach Hill sticks around. Um, for those people out there that don't know the women's volleyball scene, Coach Maya might be one of the best volleyball coaches in the country. And oh, Weber God, State, yeah. Weber State just holds on to these these great coaches. They do a great job with it. No, you're right, Hans, and uh, and it's the culture up here. It's it's a family atmosphere, and it's genuine, and it's not phony. And everybody, coaches, administration, we're all together. We all take care of each other. We support each other, um, and it's a special thing. It really is, and it's uh, it's fun to be a part of it. But yeah, I mean, you talk about Jay. I mean, what Jay has done here has been off the charts, and Jeremiah's killing it, and Mary Kay. How about Mary Kay? Yeah. I mean, uh, softball is just tremendous, and but uh, but it's that atmosphere that we all support each other. I mean, I'm I'm Mary Kay and Jeremiah and Jay's biggest fan, and they're our fans, and and we talk through tough times, and it's it's not like that at every place. I'm telling you, I've been to a lot of places. It's just not, and 
And to have that here is really, really special. And it starts with the administration. You know, they promote that culture. Uh, you know, Timmy Crompton's our AD and doing a fantastic job. And Norm Tarbox and Brad Mortensen, that's what they believe in. And that's who they are. And it, 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 uh, it kind of spreads to everybody throughout the, the department. And, and it makes it really fun. It really does. It makes it fun. So Eric Duff takes over. He's been with you for a good chunk of your time there at uh, at Weber State. Um, and so talk talk through us through that process when when you make that announcement. Is that something that you highly recommended they go forward with instead of doing some big national search that might take two or three weeks? Uh, what was that? What was that like? Well, you're absolutely right, Scotty. That was that was one of my biggest priorities. Eric has been with me 16 years. He's a tremendous basketball coach and a tremendous person, and and my whole thing was I, uh, you know, and obviously I went to bat for him as hard as you can possibly go uh, to get the job because he deserved it. But I didn't really have to do that much. I mean, our administration recognized who Eric is and what he's done for us, and and he is as big a part of the, you know success as anybody in our program, and. And I wanted to just make sure that was taken care of before I, you know, did my deal. And uh, and not just that, but the assistant coaches. You know, Eric Daniels is a tremendous coach. And Jorge Ruiz and uh, my other guy, Brady, they're tremendous. And I just I felt a, a strong responsibility to make sure that they were going to be okay uh, before I decided to do my thing. And and uh, it, it really didn't take much on my part. I think our administration obviously saw what Eric was about and how good he's going to be and the job he's going to do. And, and he's just going to carry on the, the torch and, and do a tremendous job. So I, I'm just so tickled to death that everything worked out for, for not just me, but for, for my staff as well, because they're, they're going to be great. They're going to do great. Well, Coach, you were blessed enough to have a lot of great talent and a lot of great seasons there at Weber State. And Scotty mentioned your in a your NCAA tournament in 2017, 2014, and 2016. And like you mentioned, 30 win seasons, multiple 20 win seasons. What are some of your most fond memories? Like, what are some of the the seasons that you'll take away and and talk to your grandkids about? You know, I, I was asked that today, earlier today, and, and it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint like single games or single seasons or whatever it was. I did I did think, you know, the, the year that Damian left and Damian won championships for us and he was tremendous, but the next year after that was pretty cool because we ended up winning 30 games and we had a really good team. That was kind of, that was kind of neat. Um, but the things I'm going to remember most are just hanging out with my players. And hanging out with my staff, you know, whether it's in my office or after practice or in the locker rooms or on the road, those are, and Laura and my wife and I were talking about it last night. She kind of asked me the same thing. And those are the things that I remember is, is those times where we're just hanging out and talking trash and having fun and just being around each other. That's the special times to me that, that really kind of, stands out to me the most you know we had some great wins we had some tough losses you know it was never perfect but but the things that I remember are the kids that pop into my office every day and we talk about everything else other than basketball and and that's the things I love and and to see all the kids that have come through our program and and how successful they are playing professional basketball we've got a whole bunch of guys doing really well playing professional basketball and 
and I got a lot of kids that played for me that are just doing great in their life, you know, great businessmen or coaches or whatever they're doing and great husbands and great fathers. And I, you know, those guys mean as much to me as the Damian Lillard's who's, you know, obviously knocked it out of the park. So the, that part of it has been great. And it's been so fun to hear from all my ex players over the last couple of days. Uh, that's, that to me is special. And, and Laura and I were talking last night, what we want to do, uh, you know, the next year, a couple of years, is we're going to travel all over the place and see my ex-guys play. Yeah. Oh, and awesome. uh, we're going to go see them. And I was talking to a couple of my ex-guys last last night, and and we're going to go do that. We're going to go spend a month in Europe and see them all. And to me, that's what this is all about. You know, the wins are great and championships are great and whatever is great. But deep down, what really means the most to me is those relationships. So um, one of my favorite Randy Ray moments, and I'm talking about you, Coach, like you're not here. But uh, so I'm fill- <laughs> I'm filling in for Clowkey on a game. Uh, Weber State's playing BYU in the Marriott Center, and I believe this was Damian's first year. And uh, and BYU's got a pretty good team, and you guys are hanging in there. And eventually BYU did get the win. Uh, but Damian Lillard's passing up a couple of good shots and trying to get teammates involved. And I look over there, and you pull him aside like, Hey man, you're the best player on the court. You need to act like it. Start taking some shots, man. <laughs> you know that's that was the amazing thing about Damian is when we first got him, he was he he told me he says, Coach, I'm not I don't want to be a ball hog. I just want to make sure everybody's you know take make my teammates better and all that. And he was great about that. But then there'd be a few games where we'd be getting you know down to the middle of the second half and we need some help. And I would grab him out of a timeout, and I'd grab him by the jersey and say, hey, take this thing over. It's time to go. Let's go. And he'd kind of look at me and say, oh, okay, yeah, you're right, coach. And then he'd go get, you know, 10, 15 points in the last, you know, second half or whatever to win the game. He was an amazing kid that way. But, yeah, I, I remember that specifically, Scotty. I was like, hey, you are the best player in the court. It's time to go. Let's roll. But, uh, you know, that's the cool thing about Damien. He cared as much about his teammates as himself. But sometimes I had to give him a little nudge to, hey, I, if, you want to take, if you need to take every shot from here on out for us to win the game, I'm good with that. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, he obviously learned that throughout his career. But he's still that way today. Coach, how difficult was it over the years to, to manage a staff as well? To, you know, when you're at Weber State, you've got guys that – impress people and guys that are are looking to take the next step and how how tough was that to manage your staff you know that's always a trick but i i always think hands when you when you hire the right people and the people that kind of you know have the same values and you know integrity and character that you have and and guys that'll buy into your culture the way you want it to be it's it's a lot easier you know i've never been a micromanager at all I try to hire really good people that fit who I am and who we are as a, as a program. And then I just let them go. And uh, I've always told assistant coaches um, that have worked for me, just, you know, be yourself and don't get caught up into the next job. Just do a really good job of where you're at. Be a loyal soldier and the jobs will find you. And there's so many, I think, assistant coaches that, and that's okay. I mean, if that's up to them, but they're, they're always looking for the next thing. I got to move up. I got to get going. I got to do this. I got to do that. And they don't do as good. A, they don't do as good a job where they're at as they should. And, uh, you know, my, 
I was a long-time assistant coach, Division One level, and Stu told me that. And, and I always said, hey, I'm just thankful for the jo- job I have. I'm going to try to do the best I can. And if I do a good enough job, if something comes around sooner or later, it'll find me. I don't have to find it. But in today's world, it seems like guys are just chasing and chasing and chasing and trying to get the next thing. And I've always been really, really uncomfortable with that. And, and I've been blessed because I've had tremendous assistant coaches that have just bought into our program and tried to do what we needed to do. And then if something good comes along, it'll find them. And, you know, I've, had, I've got three guys that have worked for me that are head coaches now, and I'm really, really proud of them. You know, Jeff Lidner is at Wyoming, and he's absolutely killing it and doing a tremendous job. Steve Smiley is now at UN, uh, Northern Colorado doing a great job. And, and now Coach Duff, uh, Eric Duff, gets a chance here, and he's there's no question he's going to knock it out of the park. And and uh, But those are the three guys that just kind of let jobs come to them and did a good job. And, and uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of those guys. But I'm proud of all the guys that worked me. Phil Beckner, who really worked – you know, hard with uh, Damian Lillard to help him become the player he is, has done just done tremendous. And so I'm proud of those guys. But but if you hire the right guy's hands, I think it's, you know, and you let them go. you got to let them be who they are and, and give them responsibility. And, and I gave our guys a lot of responsibility and let them coach because I want them to be head coaches someday. Uh, it's It's worked out well for me. By the way, I'm keenly aware of what Linder's building up there, and he's that that team's going to be a problem next year for sure. There's no doubt. Um, but uh, uh, before we let you go, uh, Kobe McEwen, uh, you had him for one year last year, and started at Utah State, had a lot of pub and really good player. Then went to Marquette, and then finished at Weber State. And I know when you brought him in, you were honest with him. You coached him really, really hard. Uh, and and I remember I saw a tweet that he sent out. He goes, "I wish I would have been at Weber State the whole time." I know you didn't make life easy on him, and you didn't you didn't roll. I mean, you, you coached him, and you coached him hard. And and everybody talks about how kids are changing these days, uh, and that might be true to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, are, is that just what kids want? They still just want to be coached hard and have a high level of accountability. The really good ones do, Scotty. Um, you know, I've always told my guys this all the time. I said, real players want to be coached hard, and they want to be told the truth. Pretend players don't want to be coached hard, and they don't want to be told the truth because they're pretend, right? But the real good ones want that. And, uh, you know, with Kobe, you know, and we developed a – you know, one thing about Kobe is he, he, he felt like he's never had, he had never had a really good relationship with the head coach anywhere he's been. And that was important to him when he came here and, and we were recruiting him. I was very honest with him. We are going to have a good relationship because that's how we do things. But because of that relationship, I am going to coach you hard and, and we're going to, cause I want great things to happen for you. And I think when you just, what you, I don't think you can coach division one basketball in this day and age without the relationship factor. And it's got to be genuine and it's got to be caring. It can't be phony. Because kids can recognize phony a mile away, and if you're phony, those kids won't—they won't put it out there for you. And uh, and Kobe was that way, and we we developed a good relationship throughout the preseason, the off season, and it was real and it was genuine. And and then we just tried to push Kobe to be the best he could be, and he was great. He was unbelievable. I love that kid to death. Um, but I do think you got to have that this day and age or it's just not going to work. You know, it's just the way it is. And, and he accepted it. 
and uh, he became a tremendous leader in our program. Uh, I, I love his competitiveness, his toughness, but he, he took it a step farther and he led our team and did a great job. And, but I just think you got to have that in this day and age or else kids won't respond to you, you know, without that relationship. And you want them, you want to try to run them through a, a brick wall. They're not going to do that. They're going to ask why, well, you don't care about me. You don't love me. Well, why would I do that? And so we've always tried to do it that way up here and, and it worked out really well. And Kobe had a tremendous season for us. And, um, yeah, it worked out really well, but, uh, I just, you know, I can't coach kids unless I can tell them the truth and coach them hard. It starts with those relationships. Well, coach, we can't offer you the Fox Tom Brady level contract, uh, to join us throughout <laughs> the uh, college basketball season, but this does open you up for at least 20 to 30 minutes every Monday and Friday with Scotty and I <laughs> through the college. <laughs> well, if you guys are okay with your ratings going down, then, then I, I guess I'd be up for that. So I don't want to kill your ratings, but anything you guys need, just let me know. Uh, Coach, I, I, we could, I could chat with you for the next two hours, but uh, I could too. can't thank you enough. Uh, it's been a hell of a run. Congratulations to you, your wife, your boys, and uh, enjoy this. Uh, go spend that money. Happy for you, Coach. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys too. And, Scotty, I've known him forever. I appreciate all your support and, and everything you've done for me. And uh, it's just I appreciate your friendship, guys. I really do. You guys have been awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. You're the best. I'll, I'll hit you up here soon. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. There you go, Randy Ray. How fun was that? Like you said, we could have gone for an hour. Yeah. You know, just talking to him about the, the kids that he's had come through the program. And you could tell that the changing landscape has played a role. And he was upfront and honest with that, that the yeah. portal and name, image, and likeness is not his style. It's not my style either. It's probably not the style of a lot of the old school guys. And there's going to be new coaches that come in and that do embrace it. And they, they learn how to use it to their benefit. Um, but you can tell that coach was about showing up to work, having the kids show up, making sure that he's putting their time and effort in to have great practice preparations and be game ready for his players, get his players ready for pro ball. How cool is that too? He's going to make this tour of pro ball players that his former players, they better all get him tickets. Yeah. If I find out one of them stiffs him on tickets, like, oh, coach, uh, they, they don't give us any free tickets here in the Euros. No, you make sure you get coach free tickets. But I, I love his style, and I, and I absolutely love that conversation. Yeah.